Last time on Exod, with the team split apart, Jean Grey and Warlock on the planet Gold Thab Omega teamed up with the mysterious Star-Lord to go and raid the Kree base orbiting the planet, while Gorilla Man and Dr. Nemesis teamed up with the Wakandan Freedom Legion and were introduced to the members, including its leader, Bashanga Killmonger. Let's find out what happens this week on Exiled. I'm James. I play a Wendigo. The indefinite article is important because should Luke ever kill my character, I will either a quit the show in a huff or two just come back as a new Wendigo because there can be many and have been many. In fact, even on this very podcast, the the Wendigo I'm currently playing is Francois Frank Lartigue, a Métis fur trapper and hunter who was forced to succumb to cannibalism in the Canadian wild and was cursed to become the Wendigo, a large white furry dad who sometimes eats people and you can find me on giantbomb.com user Leesk I'm Jen I play Amora the Enchantress she's an Asgardian goddess and sorceress and the head of the exiled organization Um, and I play Warlock who is a good techno-organic space boy who uh, is both a robot and an alien. I'm Kaylee. I play the teenage time-traveling Jean Grey of the X-Men. Oh, and I'm Devin, and I play Dr. Nemesis. Uh, He is a former Nazi hunter turned scientist for the X-Men. And I'm Luke, your game master. So we aren't going to do like the normal recap since I'll just find time to record that myself. But uh, last... But last time we got together, uh, you guys had gotten into the ship with uh, Shenzhen. Right. Remind me who Shenzhen is. (laughs) So Shenzhen is the uh, person who had been put into holding. Yeah, I know know that. Because uh, she didn't want Is she like a character I should know or like description? Uh, Really, really obscure. Uh, So she is the second Star-Lord. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep, yep. Golden eyes, uh, black hair. A Timothy Zahn creation. Oh, God. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't think we had actually described the ship last time. but uh, So, Shinjin leads you into her ship, which is Aurora. And it's... This sort of weird sci-fi retro 50s spaceship. And she uh, goes up and starts turning on the various components of the ship. And Gene, you notice something that uh, Warlock does not. In the ship with you is a human-looking woman in a full-on silver bodysuit. 
who is looking bored right now and is just sitting in one of the chairs. Okay, I approach and I'm like, oh, hello. Shiny alien woman. She uh, turns to look at you. Warlock, you see Jean randomly talking to an empty chair. <laughs> oh, so this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, uh, are you a psychic as well? Yeah, I'm a telepath and telekinetic. I'm Jean. I'm a mutant. I'm Aurora. I'm the ship, more or less. Wow, I didn't know ships could be telepathic. I'm a uh, highly advanced ship. Wow. Though I can only really communicate to other telepaths. Oh, wow. Good thing I'm here then. Well, and I mean my boss. She's also uh, telepathic, so. Did I know that? No, I mean, you haven't really talked to her beyond, hey, we'll we'll go with your ship. Okay. Wow. Telebats come better in threes, I suppose. Though I am uh, rather bound to the ship. So I, I assume that you're going to help and uh, raid the Kree uh, base up in space? It seems to be our mission. And uh, who's your other friend? Oh, that's Warlock. Friend Jean, who are you, what are, who are you communicating with? Oh, it's the ship. She's a telepath too. Self does not understand how that works. I'm not entirely sure if I do either, but it's pretty cool. Shinjin looks back from the uh, front of the ship where uh, she's been getting it all ready to go into space. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aurora is just, uh, well, I can't say she came with the ship. She's she is the ship, but I don't know how she was made or anything. I ended up finding the ship a few years back or, well, I guess something like 20 years back now. It's it's been a while. Well, I love the whole Forbidden Planet aesthetic. Not really familiar with that one. Is that a uh, movie? Oh, yeah, that's like, um. A 50s sci-fi alien version of The Tempest. They've got like kind of the whole silvery jumpsuit 50s thing going on. Hmm. It stars Leslie Neal. Yeah, I, I don't get any of these references. I, I'm, I'm not from Earth, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, I guess I keep forgetting. I'm kind of out of time and space. But it's really cool. Hmm. Well, uh... I know the first Star-Lord was at least partially from Earth, so eh, it is what it is. But uh, I'd suggest you guys get uh, buckled in and we'll get off to the uh, base up there. And she flicks on the uh, engine and it starts taking off. So what what all what all brings you out to uh, the planet here, uh, Goldthab? Well, we were supposed to figure out how to train with the graces, but they sent us on this mission first. Mm, understandable. What What is the uh, interest in training with them? What is it? We want to get swole. Ah, oh, yes. This futuristic dialogue. As a reminder, I did this out. Your uh, mission is to train with them and then accept an invitation as part of the group to go and... Uh, 
compete in Mr. Claus tournament. Say that out loud. Okay. I was under the impression that was a secret. The other half of the party. And when you say it out loud, it just sounds silly. Yeah, but I mean, the other half of the party does forget what they're doing. (laughs) So last time we left off, you were being introduced to the Freedom Legion, which is being led by Bashinga Killmonger. And other members include Claw, the person made out of sound, Dr. Slay, and Anome. And once again, this Killmonger is not Michael B. Jordan, right? Correct. This would be Michael B. Jordan's son. Okay. Wow, spoilers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guess he's not going to die in the movie. (laughs) Yep, this is all in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're getting uh, 30 years ahead of spoilers when Marvel has just a weird, weird mix of rights. And also, I'm writing for them. Well, saving the six the six bucks. It'll cost me how to go see that movie because I already know what's going to happen. Oh, no. In the future, it's going to be like 60 bucks to go and see a movie. Thanks, capitalism. Oh, the Mall of America Theater that's opening up. It's going to be $25 for a ticket. It's like, what? Do they, like, give you a massage while you're watching the movie? I don't know. They keep saying that, like, you, you can order food and, like, have, like, beer and such. And, like, you can do that at a lot of theaters that don't cost $25. Now, here you can only really do it at the ones where it costs $25. Now, see, most of our AMCs, they're not that pricey. No, we don't have AMCs do you here. have AMCs? No. You should feel bad. Yeah, I should, but I'm picking up a scratching sound. Like, is someone moving their mouse? Or... I am okay. sometimes, yeah. but I try not okay. to. Yeah, it, it, if you can just not do it while you're talking, that way I can edit it out. I mean, sometimes I need to. Like, sometimes you ask me to do things and I ha- and say things, and I have to multitask. What I usually do is I put a comic underneath it. Just make it into a sick beat, James, and then it'll work into the music section. Yeah, I mean, I did that last week with a uh, unreleased bonus track. Just making hot beats in GarageBand. I doubt they're that hot. Yeah, no, they aren't. They're pretty lukewarm. <sighs> I can't tell if you intended that to be a pun, but I'm going to ignore <laughs> it either way. Uh I like this variety of groups that uh, I've got because we recorded four episodes worth of content last night for the uh, space half of the adventures. And now it's you guys. But uh, yeah, you've been uh, brought around the camp. Wow, that sounds pretty gender essentialist of you, Luke. Mm-hmm. Yep. Men be like this, but women be like this. Am I right? <laughs> That's me. Luke. <laughs> You should have done a very bad job at trying to do a voice, because then you would have really done a good impression of me. But it would have just come off as a bad Luke impression, and I wouldn't do that to you. How do we dial our phones, Luke? Tell us the different ways. What? How does Jen dial her phone versus how I dial my phone? Jen uses a witch's enchantment to dial Jen's phone. You mean Siri? (laughs) I guess that could be the name of Jen's familiar. Uh, we all have that one. A killmonger has brought you around the camp. There's a number of soldiers in here, and 
the main way that they've been getting financing, uh, Killmonger has explained to you, is they are stealing small amounts of vibranium where they can and interrupting vibranium shipments, which uh, T'Challa III has uh, started increasing. He's basically increasing the amount of vibranium leaving the country, which has somewhat devalued it, but it's still like several hundreds of thousands of dollars an ounce. And so by uh, getting shipments, the uh, Freedom Legion has been able to outfit themselves with technology, and most of that has been getting sold to the figure known as Mr. Claw. Not Dr. Claw. And Mr. Claw is interdimensional, right? Uh, That's one of the theories. Just because... Mr. Claw has been able to get his hands on a bit of everything. And once again, Mr. Claw is the guy from Inspector Gadget, right? That's Dr. Claw. Damn. Maybe he doesn't want to show off his PhD. Maybe. Or he just doesn't have it in this universe. Who knows? And so you've uh, been given some free time around the camp to like accommodate yourselves. Dinner is going to be coming up in about two hours. And uh, what are you guys doing with your free time? Nothing. Nothing? Nope, just relaxing. Laying down, arms under the head, legs crossed. Are you uh, in that hammock life? I mean, I didn't want to assume they have a hammock. They've got hammocks. If they did, uh, Wendigo would have asked if uh, he could use one. Yeah, one of the soldiers has gladly like gotten you a hammock. And it is... I'm in the hammock. And what about Dr. Nemesis? Uh, I want to look at their new awesome vibranium technology. Uh, Yeah, so Dr. Slay and Nome are currently working on some of the vibranium technology in here. And Dr. Slay, Grichio Nome is caught up with her work. Ah, are you one of the uh, people who's come to join up with the Freedom Legion then? Yeah, something like that. Well, my name is uh, Dr. Slay. It is wonderful to meet you. I thought we were already introduced, Luke. Possibly. I didn't have time to edit the previous episode. Well, way to break the rigorous uh, canon of this show that, that, that Devin and I <laughs> follow very mm-hmm. closely. So you uh, were interested in the vibranium technology that we have then? Yes, I would like to see it. What does it do? Well, right now we are trying to understand more of how it works, getting some better understanding of the fundamentals, since typically it's accepted to do what it does and there haven't been large enough amounts. There's metaphysical and even some magic-seeming properties to it. So what we're looking at is there is a formula out there that has been able to deactivate Vibranium before. And so if we can use that on selected amounts without having to affect a greater supply, we might be able to use that to strike against T'Challa's shipments that he is sending out, thus removing the value, increasing the value of our own, and forcing him to be a bit more on the defensive you're really just trying to sell this, aren't you? You're trying to destroy their supply so that your supply will be much more valuable so you can get rich in the markets. 
Yes. Devin, Devin asked Luke or asked asked Doctor Slay if uh, what they want is for T'Challa to have to go both ways. <laughs> you just want them to go both ways, don't you? I am not entirely. I for, I for one support it. I'm not entirely sure what you mean by that. You know what I mean. So they have to buy and sell. Yes. Then. I suppose so, though that would require us to theoretically destroy the mound, which would cause a massive, massive problem later on if we're able to successfully hold our revolution. And then if you do that, what then? You stop T'Challa, but you've now destroyed all the wealth of Wakanda. Now they're desperately poor. It doesn't sound like you guys are on the up and up. We're doing what we can right now to finance the war and the revolution that we are having. It's you're looking at short term goals and ignoring the long term effects. Yes, I understand <laughs> that dumbass Scott Summers like to do the same thing. We aren't going to destroy the mound unless there is no other solution, but there are many other solutions. It's not what you just presented me. We're, I, I specifically said we are not going to destroy the mound. I. Mm. No, I heard that you said you were going to destroy it. <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> Has Wendigo just gotten out of the uh, hammock? No. no, no, that was me. That was me. That was James. <clears throat> I wasn't using my character voice, Luke. And I agreed with James in my Devon voice. <laughs> Luke, just because you can't do character voices doesn't mean we can't. Working with a bunch of, uh, working with a couple of Clint McElroys over here. I don't get it. Yeah. You're both role players whose characters seem simple at the outset, but you have a greater depth that is hidden below. That's not a very good joke. <laughs> <laughs> what made you think I'd be good at jokes? Nothing. I want to make that clear. <laughs> Nothing. Thank you, James. Oh. Yeah, after the uh, conversation keeps going back and forward for a while, Dr. Slay just, like, leaves the conversation and returns to her work. In the uh, 10th at your end, there's a few other tables. There's some technology on them. If you want, you can roll a uh, reason or a uh, intuition check to try and figure out what some of these machines are. Yeah, let's do that. 74. For reason? With reason being 75. Yes. Very deep in that yellow. Okay. Uh, So you can ask me two questions to find specific types of technology, or you can just ask me two general questions about the technology here. I'm switching over to that... uh, so you can get context important information as opposed to just giving out continuity that may or may not be helpful. Give me a brief overview of everything we got there, and then I'll ask one about one specific item. Uh, so most of the stuff in here seems to be based around vibranium. There's a few other metals that are on here Duff. on the uh, tables around. Yeah, yeah, but like, give me like a like what type of technology am I looking at? 
Like, what do they do? What do I think they do? Uh, there's some stuff that weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Uh, there's some stuff that looks to be, uh, like guns. Uh, there's a few melee, uh, and uh, shield weapons, and there's some other devices on here. What do I think the guns fire? Uh, what it looks like is they might fire like some of the disruptive metal uh, energy from the vibranium itself. So if you were like facing up against a tank, you could fire it at the tank and disrupt the metal that makes the tank. Hmm. And then you have a second question. Oh, I thought that was my second question. How big are these items, Luke? Does it look like something I could pickpocket? Uh, pick or shoplift more? The vibranium guns specifically? Yeah. No. These are like full on cannons. They're not quite like uh, RPG launchers, but they're similar. What about the shields? Can I pickpocket? Can I shoplift that? Oh, that would, uh, uh, I'll say that won't require another check, but you would have trouble. Lifting Fine, that's them. the second question. Size. What are the size of all the items? Are there any small things that he can shop, that he can shoplift? Nothing that is free right now. Damn. Yep. So the, uh, ship has exited the atmosphere after a few minutes and you are approaching the Cree base, which is this small, mostly spherical base. And a screen appears at the uh, front of the ship. This is Cree base outside Goldab Omega. What is your mission here? And Star-Lord looks at it for a second. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, this is uh, Star-Lord. I've got some uh, meeting schedules for you. I I don't have anything about meeting schedules. Star-Lord looks back. Uh, do either of you have any, like, improvisational skills here? I mean, why, why should we say that we're coming here? I just look scared and look at Jane. Hmm. They're probably too far away for telepathy to work on them, right? Oh, uh, you can try. Okay. Um, I'm going to try in the in the spirit of being in space with aliens. I'm going to try this newfangled thing I saw on this futuristic movie called Star Wars that I don't think anybody else has ever heard of. It's pretty no. obscure. But I'm going to try like a, <laughs> some kind of Jedi mind trick on the Kree that they let us pass. <laughs> I don't think Star Wars would have been out in your time, though. I mean, we've also established Gene did go through time here and there. So yeah, like it's on the like on the base. I'm sure they get like on the Panopticon. Like we get like movies, right? Yeah, there's a one where Leia is the uh, main character instead. Ooh, now I really want to see that. But there's also the one where just like every character is um, a Gungan. There's also the one where it's the uh, Star Wars Christmas special is the most canonically important thing that there is. And it's become an annual hobby or 
it's become an annual event. And Chewbacca's family is the most beloved of all Star Wars characters. Especially Lumpy. Love that Lumpy. Oh, and you didn't spend any of the uh, karma that you got in the last mission, right, Kaylee? I don't think so. Because I... Okay, so right now you guys have a total of 332 karma to use as a as part of your group pool. So just keep rolling this one so, until you get in. More power to you. Because yeah. I got no ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, roll me that telepathy. Oh, sweet, a 90. Oh, okay, yeah. So with your uh, 50, that is going to put you... Yeah, right at the uh, top yellow. So I'll let you ask me two questions, or yeah, I'll give you two questions that I have to answer truthfully as you're like peering into the mind. Okay, out of character question real quick. Mm-hmm. What is the thing we're looking for again? Uh, you are trying to retrieve the universal weapons. Okay, universal weapons. Okay, back in character. Uh, where are the universal weapons kept mm-hmm. and will we have to fight people to get them? So you're reading into this, uh, Kree's mind. This Kree is, uh, Haram and, sure. uh, Haram knows that the universal weapons are kept in the armory. Uh, the universal weapons come in a variety of shapes and types so, you know, like Ronan uses his as a hammer. Uh, Korath, the pursuer, uses nunchucks sometimes. And so there's a variety of weapons. And these are like important tools for the Kree judges. So if you try and just straight up steal them, then you're going to run into trouble and you'll probably have Can to fight. Can we check them out from the library? Okay. For, like, just to borrow. (laughs) The violence library. I mean, we don't want to assume anything about their culture. They might have one. Probably, but if these people are in a satellite watching a planet that is apparently involved with some sort of crime, or at least is associated with a Earth crime lord, you can make some assumptions. Okay. I could just tell them we're escaping. We want to join up with their army. <laughs> with the uh, Kree? Kree or with yeah. the... Uh, yeah, that's... yeah. Free to be you and me, or you and Kree. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could always say that you're going to give information over to them about the uh, Grace's... Yeah, that's it. So are you going to suggest that? Telepathically? Um, Yes. Okay. So Star-Lord looks back at you and then she's like, yeah, we've we've got that uh, information that was requested by uh, Ronan about the uh, graces. We're the... uh, Agents that he uh, brought in from other sectors to work. I mean, I'm, I'm Star-Lord, so you know you can trust me. And she gives a uh, big grin. Warlock looks very worried by this, and like he's about to say something. 
FYI, Gene. Haram thinks for a moment and then he says, Understood, your other partner is already here. We look forward to your report. And he closes the uh, window. And Star-Lord looks back at the both of you. Do you have someone else up here? Self is very confused. Well, yeah, I, I am too. I mean, are, are you expecting someone else on here or? I think it's just us. Okay, well, I, I guess we stumbled into the truth somehow. And she, uh, like, guides the ship in to land. Friend Kane, what are, are we really giving information about the graces? Self thought we were here to train with the graces. Thought we were graces were friends. We are. We're just play acting until we can get the graces what they want. And hey, we, it's not like we do know anything about the graces, so we can't rat on them. Self knows things. So the uh, ship uh, is like guided in and Star-Lord gets up and walks over the side and there is a compartment where she has a costume on and she like taps it and the costume ends up covering her entire body. It is a very cool looking blue jumpsuit with a helmet. Ooh, I have anime stars in my eyes. If you uh, need anything, my, uh, well, if you need anything, Rora can set you up. She's got a, a synthesizer. The, the able to make things type, not. Well, I guess she could synthesize the music type, but, you know, got to look good when you're getting on here. And as she uh, puts the helmet on, her uh, voice slightly changes tone. Okay, uh, anything else we need to do before going in here? I guess we're winging it. I'm debating whether I still want to be Sonic or... <laughs> <laughs> Be Sonic for the entire mission. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> I will continue being bad deep in heart Sonic. Don't worry. <laughs> I feel like we're really alienating our deep in heart audience. Y'all do good work. Yeah, thank you to uh, Madison Rowan for not only uh, backing oh the Patreon, but also for the very, very good fan art. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so the door opens up and the Cree base has a sort of dark silver uh like metal all over it with lines of like glowing blue neon and uh, waiting for you at the uh, like foot of wherever the ship's walkway has come down is Haram. Greetings. How are you three doing? My name is Haram. I am the prosecutor aboard this station. Star-Lord extends her hand. Hi, I'm Star-Lord. You may have heard of me. Amazing space hero, defender of the galaxy. 
other things. And Haram nods his head. Yes, I was unaware that you had been working this case, but I am glad to have you aboard. I have heard many tales of your deeds. And what of you two? He says, turning to Warlock and Jean. Uh, we're Star-Lord's interns? Yeah, that's that's true. This is... Uh, Red and uh, Spike. Hi. Hello. She turns and like shrugs at you. So, yeah, you said that there was. Uh, yeah, you you said that our contact was here. That was right, right? And Ram nods. Yes, follow me back. And he guides you through the base, which is about the size of a average like two-story house like the uh, ship that you guys have is not super big aurora is not like a massive battle cruiser or anything it's something where like six people can sit comfortably and you can also have like an extra room in there and stuff it's about new york apartment size nice charming Mm mm-hmm But uh, Haram leads you through the ship and you see a uh, sign marked armory because you still have the power of the talus translating things for you. Like languages, like that's something that doesn't really come up all that often, but you do have like all these languages that you couldn't understand otherwise automatically translated and it translates what you say for them. That's pretty cool. Mm hmm. It's like one of those things where you don't notice it until you do notice it. But uh, Haram leads you past the armory and into the control room. We're sitting down at the table next to two other Kree is a uh, woman with long black hair. And she looks at the both of you and says, it doesn't look like either of you are Angela. Dun dun. Does anyone wake me up? Yeah. Who wakes me up? Uh, one of the soldiers uh, shakes you and says, would you like to come to get dinner? Uh, yeah, 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 that sounds great. Thanks. I eat dinner. I roll to eat dinner. I rolled a 61. You do a good job of eating dinner. There is a large amount of uh, jollof rice. And there's some barbecued meat. And there are also some uh, nice barbecued vegetables. So it's a all-around healthy meal. I rolled a 42. I ate dinner also decently well. <laughs> <laughs> We're still in the green. <laughs> I wrote, by the way, I rolled, against, I rolled against my endurance. So I rolled in the yellow, deep in the yellow. Okay, I rolled in the green. Yeah, so you, you, your belly is full of tasty food. Both does of you. The, does uh, that heal any damage that was done? Do you have any damage on you? I think so. I don't remember from what. Uh, oh, yeah, you got shot. Oh, yeah, I got shot. Yeah, that would be enough to heal you right yeah. now. And who are you guys sitting next to? Are you just sitting with one another? At I don't know. Yeah. Who's there? Give me a word picture. Okay. So it's a mess tent set up. So there's a lot of the soldiers who are sitting together. Some of the uh, 
scientists are sitting together. Claw is just like sitting off in a corner watching people eat. The uh, Shanga is sitting amongst some of the soldiers who don't look to have like any rank or anything. He's just like a man of the people. I'm sitting next to him. Yeah, that seems like the cool kids table. Yeah, so he uh, has some of the guys scoot down to uh, get some room. How are you adjusting to camp so far? Your tech seems cool. Your tech seems cool, and your food is quite adequate. Well, I hope so. We uh, try to get every comfort of home as uh, possible. Every to, uh, comfort. Do you have any people I could eat? Sorry, I, 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 I can't remember if I made this clear before. I sometimes eat people. I I do not condone the eating of people. Okay. There have okay. Been... Okay. I will. I will obviously follow uh, what your your desires here. I appreciate that. There have been uh, troublesome cannibals in Wakanda's past. That seems racist, Luke. There have been troublesome people who have eaten the flesh of others in Black Panther comics. I'm not saying it was your racism. (laughs) Okay, okay. Listen, if it was written by Christopher Priest, then it's probably not racist. (laughs) I don't know. I know know nothing about Black Panther comics. I've read... A few of Ta-Nehisi Co- Ta-Nehisi ones, and that's about it. The only one I've read is when they butchered all the scrolls during Secret Invasion, and that was great. Uh, I've read some here and there. Like, there's the uh, Dark Rain one where it involved Moreland. That was weird. Never heard of the guy. Yes, I, I, I kind of know who he is. He gave Spider-Man some fun powers. Or Spider-Man got some fun powers when fighting yes. him. He, they made him become Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, basically. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because you know, Spider Man fights a, a lot of guys. Actor? Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how, like, a lot of Spider Man's villains are animals? It's because they're all totems. Like, animal totems. It was fine if you read the story, Luke. <laughs> Just like the Captain America time bullet sounds really stupid when you explain it to people, but if you actually read the comic, it was No, it sounds fine. great. It sounds perfect and great. Yeah. Uh, Moreland ended up eating Manape in that comic, though. Oh, nice. Fun times. But most importantly, Moreland was in the Spider-Verse comic, which was one of the best comics to have come out in recent times. That's weird. You mispronounced Spider Island. Spider Island was also great. (laughs) Dan Slott actually knows how to do a pretty good uh, event comic. It's a shame he's a ding-dong sometimes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Because he actually knows how to make all the tie-ins actually, like, worthwhile. Yeah. Anyways, I loudly, I, I sort of, like, loudly whisper to, uh, uh, to Dr. Nemesis, uh, why are we here again? Have you, like, have you figured that out? Uh, I think we're going to, like, overthrow the government or something. Okay. As a reminder from your DM, because I also had to share it with the other party, uh, your goal here is to get training, 
and then be sent as emissaries to compete in Mr. Claw's tournament representing the Freedom Legion. Wait, shit, that's what we're supposed to be doing? <laughs> Whoa, that was not conveyed at all in the last episodes. Or <laughs> just private communication. Okay. <laughs> but you have several months, so you're supposed to work with the groups. Is that what is that what we would have known if Wendigo hadn't thrown the piece of paper in uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Listen, he was the he was the dick who responded entirely disproportionately. He risked the entire mission. There's a backup. Just because he was kind of annoyed at being brushed by a piece of paper. <laughs> well, and I, I repeat, I repeat my oft-stated statement: Forge fucking sucks. Oh yeah. Well, I also like the fact that. During all the question segments, which took place before that, you're presumably just being more and more of a dick to him every time. (laughs) I've made it clear I don't like him. Yeah, yeah. Neither of you guys like Ford. Dr. Nemesis has made it very clear that he doesn't like him. So to to go back to Devin's question, do either of us, can we assume through our context cues that, that we know this is what we're supposed to be doing? Yes, or are we really just like friggin' freeballing it? <laughs> Wendigo might be freeballing it, but no. Uh, Enchantress gave you guys a whole PowerPoint presentation on the mission. No, oh, I thought that was a joke. Okay. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> the. Uh, the part where it's the part where there's just tons of pictures of Enchantress's abs are more of the joke. No, oh, I thought the whole thing was a joke. Okay, yeah, we didn't really get past that yeah, in the no, discussion. We, we were just talking about the abs. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed that was the entire presentation. I didn't know we learned something. Ugh. <laughs> oh. So anyways, Wendigo knows he's supposed to be training. Yeah. You just haven't okay, really mentioned uh, that to uh, Killmonger yet. Should we? Devin, Devin, uh, out of character. Should we? Or should we just, like, hmm. I mean, I suppose we could be training to become, like, revolutionaries. <laughs> That's sort of training. Yeah, I was going to think, like, should we approach it as, like, we're training to be better revolutionaries or that we're training to uh, with, with the explicit stated purpose of being their representatives in a fighting tournament. Cause I'm not sure that they, he'd like really necessarily be down for that. Maybe we should just, maybe we should just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to get super ripped. Yeah. To help overthrow the evil King. Okay, okay, okay. I think I know how I want to play the next bit then. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're settling here. Things are good. I'm not eating people. Cannot make that clear enough. Not eating people. Yet. But uh, I just wanted uh, to ask, say, like, you know, do my part. Be be a better revolutionary. I was wondering if there was anyone that, you know, I could spar with, I could train with. Someone who can make me a better revolutionary. In terms of 
being a fighter. Yes. Right now, I'm very good at ripping people in half like phone books and eating them. But I'm prepared. I'm prepared to admit that that might not be all there is to fighting. Also, I used to be a professional wrestler, but that's more about fighting and deliberately not hurting people. So I'm either I'm good at either end, not hurting people or eating them. And I figure maybe to better help the cause, the cause, you know, the one that we all believe in, uh, that maybe I should be better at parts of the middle. I, I think I can uh, help you with that as part of our... Uh revolutionary actions and i assume that you have a similar goal dr nemesis yes but of but of course uh my science could use a little bit extra work from the vibranium that's what i'm particularly interested in i think i could use that technology to better my own i suppose so uh yeah yes if if you are looking to do that i can help both of you for that. Tonight, though, you can uh, party and have fun, and then in the morning, training and uh, action will begin. Hell yeah. yeah. I, give him, I give him a high five. He meets your high five and then brings you in for a hug. Like a... Oh, this is, this is nice. Hug. This is nice. I hug him back. He uh, bows his head at you and breaks. Then party well tonight, because we have a full day tomorrow. I roll the party hard. So, Forge has continued to present questions to you that have been sent in. Okay, guys, are you ready for another question? Listen, are you a cop? Because if you're a cop, you have to tell me. No, I'm not a cop. I still think this is entrapment. He's a cop. You're you're the boss here? Like, you don't need to be here, Enchantress. Listen, I'm just saying we got a lot of complaints after that whole uh, labor chat. Okay. Uh, I, for one, would like to make a formal complaint against Forge. I feel like he's very disrespectful to me, and as I'm native, that's racist. I'm also native? Well, you gave that up. How? Because I wear shorts? No, you just, like, you know, rejected the ways of your people publicly and quite bitterly decades ago. It's it's frankly a little frustrating seeing such self-hatred amongst, a, so, so, amongst the native people. I'm just saying I would like you fired. Okay, uh, you can put that into the suggestions box after we're done with these. The suggestions box is just a sign over a trash can. Like one of those little basketball hoops over it. Okay, so question time. I've been dating someone for a few months now, no, you but haven't. recently found out <laughs> the person... I, I, I'm reading a question for this person. Make it clearer. I've So this person writes in, I've been dating someone for a few months now, but recently found out that because of temporal shenanigans, they haven't been born in my timeline yet. And not only that, I'm friends with their parents who are also my age right now. 
Am I wrong for thinking this is weird and I should break it off? Sincerely, star-crossed and crossed time. Uh, standard multiple man rules apply. You're fine. Wait, what? What are multiple man rules? You know that that, that stuff with Lila, and she was a kid, and then she wasn't anymore, and he was still like, you know, kind of getting that, and everyone thought that was fine. Oh, okay. Well, does anybody else have suggestions? How old is she? I'm assuming they're probably the same age. Half your age plus seven. It's fine. I mean, listen, listen. You can't ever be in the same room as the as the younger version when they're born. Uh, you will have to register as a sex offender. But wouldn't that event of wouldn't the offending event have not happened in their personal timeline yet until they've gone back in time? What are you, a cop? No. Why do you keep asking if I'm a cop? I was asking the question, asker. God. Fucking keep up. Warlocker Gene, do you have any advice? Well, as a time traveler myself, uh, I'll just take the safe route and say if you have to ask, it probably is creepy. And Warlock Buddy? So thanks, love is good. Self also has to travel many years in between planets, so self does not really understand time. I guess time is an illusion then. So star crossed no, go for it. Oh, do it's you have something fourth, to add? It's, it's time is not dimension. an illusion. It just doesn't matter. What they're doing is fine, but it's not an illusion. I suggest um, if you're immortal, then eventually they'll just be the same age as you. So just wait and it'll be fine. (laughs) I'm not sure that's how age works. No, like you keep adding on ages if you're immortal. You need to like go to the future skipping ahead your normal passage of time to a time that they're your age. Well, now I'm very confused. We're we're very close to reverse McConaughey and Days and Confused rules. <laughs> yeah, let that would sit with you. I've stayed the same age because I put myself in cryostasis for 20 years, but they keep getting older. I hate time travel. It's complicated. Yeah, uh, the answer here is date someone who's not a time traveler. Unless you're Scott, in which or Sam, in which case you're Sam, in which case you can never break up with Gene. I mean, unless it's like appropriate for the situation and it's mutual or she breaks up with you. Hmm. I'm just saying don't break her heart. I give Gene twenty dollars. <laughs> oh boy. I wonder if the store has any greeting cards with wisdom on this. Well, I guess you'd be our expert for that, Warlock. What would that greeting be? Hmm. <laughs> Congratulations on your engagement to... <laughs> Someone who was born a week ago. To your own, own grandmother. Is this a thing like in the Twilight movies where like you you see them oh, and God. like you see the person they're gonna become and that's why it's totally okay? 
<sighs> and then you jizz in your pants and fall to your knees. Also because of weird shit, she's going to be like an adult in like, I don't know, a week anyway. That's how I work. I have no idea what age I am. That's how the Mormons learn about love. Self may be many, many years old or two. Self is not sure. (laughs) You're only as young as you feel. So uh, I guess that should hopefully answer your question. Star-crossed. People can find me on Twitter at at least L-E-A-S-K. And that's about it. I don't don't have much more going on these days. You can find me on Twitter at StreetOverGen, and you can find my artwork at StreetOverGen.com or on the cover to this podcast. You can find me on Twitter at RonchRonchRonch, and you can find my writing on WomenWriteAboutComics.com. I'm Devin. You can find me online at Fred Fett, and you can also hear me co-hosting Multiversal Q with Game Master Luke. And I'm Luke, your Game Master. You can find me on Twitter at at Coltrig, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at LukeHair.com. Exiled is a listener-supported podcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you can get early episodes each and every week that is possible. You also get invitations to backer special episodes and... Uh, coming up soon, we are going to have a special award for $10 or more backers. You can find more about us at xoutpodcast.com. That has links to our Patreon, to our image galleries where we have our covers and our fan art and everything else that you might want to see. For $10 a month, I will tell people what their first Sona is and what their fetish is. That's not going to make sense until like the second episode of these that we recorded for these it's always applicable like we talk about fetishes a lot on this show we do exile the horniest nine and then and then for the next level we'll include that in the next uh episode yeah uh that's so that's 15 dollars a month (laughs) 20 dollars a month we will keep your name out of it for 20 we'll put someone else's in (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh yeah for $25 a month we will run a dangerous libel and slander campaign against someone of your come decking. to the exiled po- patreon <laughs> you don't you soon will you've seen how they treat me and they're my friends imagine how they'll treat your enemies I think you need to leave that last bit in, but like have the five second gap after you say, uh, after you you said it. (laughs) The awkward silence sells it. Yeah. Cool. See you next week.